We're coming to you live from the future. Whoa, we're in the future. But somehow also the past? Uh, who knows? I'm Mackenzie. I'm Liz. And you're about to listen to our podcast. Uh, and we just wanted to tell you a little bit of a little something. Uh, going into season two, we changed our name, as you probably see on your podcast app, <laughs> to Wisteria Gaze. Uh, but we just wanted to let you know, don't be shocked if you hear the old name, because <laughs> we used to have an old name. But now we are Wisteria Gaze. Uh, and you can find us on social media at uh, Twitter at Wisteria Gaze, on Instagram at Wisteria Gaze underscore, <laughs> underscore. Uh, or WisteriaGaze.com. So hit us up. That's Hell our new name. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. That's how we start it. We're already, we're already gone. We're here. We're already gone. We're feral. We're feeling it. We just watched Josie and the Pussycats. So this is now a Josie and the Pussycats podcast. I used to love Rachel Lee Cook. Why did you love Rachel Lee Cook specifically? I just thought she was cute. I think when I was a kid, she's pretty cute. She's got that button nose. You take off her glasses. You pull down her hair. She started that. Yeah. She's the OG. She's the queen. Take off her glasses. Pull down her hair, and she's beautiful now. They're so beautiful. If the audience Liz just took off their glasses and and pulled down their invisible hair. Yeah, and now I'm a whole new person. So cute. (laughs) Now I'm a woman again. (laughs) (laughs) That's how easy it is to transition. You just you just do it. Yeah. Should we talk about desperate housewives? I guess. Um, this is a very special episode because it's episode 20. Episode 20. We've done this for 22 weeks, technically. Because we, we took off yeah. two weeks. But 20 episodes of this podcast. And there's only 23 in season one. Oh my god, we got we three are more. So fucking close. I'm vibrating I with am, excitement. Oh, I'm <laughs> sweating. <laughs> this is episode 20. And this episode... Oh, I forgot to ask you. Are you ready to dive into the Sodi? Um, I mean... I was, but then you forgot, and so I'm oh. a, a little self-conscious okay. now. Here, um, put your glasses back on. Okay, thanks. Put, <laughs> I'll put, put my put hair, your back, hair back, up. back up. Okay, now, now you're ready. ready. <laughs> this episode premiered on May 1st, 2005. It was written mm. by Adam Barr, <gasps> and this is a new writer. Yeah. All the writers have been the same, and uh, he most prominently wrote for Will and Grace. Oh. So go him. And it was directed by Jeff Melman. <gasps> Our favorite Jeff Melman. And I wrote before I watched the episode, because I write these before, I wrote, if someone flies in this episode, it's because it's Jeff Melman and someone does fly. Someone does? I don't remember. I just watched this episode, too. (gasps) Oh, yes. Only Jeff (laughs) Melman could have done that. Yes. Sorry for the slight spoiler (laughs) of later in the episode. And also with Sondheim Watch, this episode is called Fear No More. 
and it's from a Sa- Stephen Sondheim musical called The Frogs. Oh. Which I've never heard about. Is it like Starlet Express and Cats? I don't know. I think it's based off of like a Greek Andrew play? Lloyd Webber wrote those. Yes, never mind. Those were Andrew Lloyd <laughs> Webber. Um, it just sounds wild, but I did find out that in 1974, it was originally produced at Yale in a gymnasium pool, and Meryl Streep and Sigourney Weaver were both in the cast of it. What? In 1974. What? That has nothing to do with Desperate Housewives. I just thought it was cool. That is only five years away from Alien. So she was doing the frogs <laughs> at the Yale gymnasium pool. Five years before Alien. Yeah. That's so fucking wild. What a queen. Meryl Streep. I don't think she's done anything. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> her her career kind of fell flat after yeah, the frogs we can, in we 1974. Yeah. So we should probably just move yeah. on from that. Um, so I thought that was cool. But that's all <laughs> I got. I'm ready to just talk about this episode. Yeah. Uh, I did write the previously on was a pretty good one because it brought back so many storylines, mm-hmm. a.k.a. George and the birth control, mm. which both are very prominent in this episode. Yes, very much so. So we open up Oh yeah, on Susan, a Mary Alice, I keep wanting to say overture. I, I don't I'm, know why you that do that. might just be what I say from now on. You're a theater kid. <laughs> you deserve <laughs> to be beat up. Um, I do deserve to be beat up. Uh, um... <laughs> And it's basically, like, since Susan was little, she wanted to be a mother, but in the worst way possible. What does that even mean? I do not know, and I'm (laughs) scared. But basically, this whole narration is how much of a bad mom Susan is. Yeah, she's a wreck of a mom, for sure. Yeah, but it makes me feel kind of bad, because I'm like, stop, like, dunking on Susan. (laughs) Like, this is the beginning of the episode. Mary Alice, what is wrong with you? Mary Alice is slamming that dunk (laughs) right on Susan. Yeah, we see, like, Susan, like, leaving Julie in the house. I'm surprised we didn't get a Susan leave julie in a hot car on a summer's day she like left her that might have been too much for the network but she did like (laughs) leave her in like the house yeah so she's like just kind of hijinks but then in the end she realizes that even the best of parents make mistakes now and then which is true yeah which is true i've never been a parent other than to my cats but i know that um being a parent can be a stressful time for anyone um but (laughs) it was a little i was like Susan's really bad. <laughs> yeah. But it cuts to now. And Julie's not a baby anymore. No, 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 no. Jules is a teenager. Uh, a teenager. A teenager. She's aging as yes. a teen. Um, And basically, we open and we see Zach. Little fucking incel fucking baby. He's back. Creepazoid. Creepazoid Zach is back. Zach and George both returning, kind of. Yeah. They're very similar characters to me in terms of like creepy boys. And I feel like this episode did some cool stuff, not directly with them interacting, but there is like some cool, there's like one cool shot that I'm specifically thinking of and that I could talk about later. I think I might be talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Let's get into it later. Um, And basically we open and Zach is just being very annoying and he's throwing, throwing stones. <laughs> At Julie's door, or not door, window. Yes. And he's inside at the ho- in the hallway, <laughs> and he's just throwing fucking huge rocks at the yeah. door in the hallway. And, and Susan's like, how'd you get in the house, yeah, dude? Yeah, and he's like, I don't ask me that. <laughs> um, I don't have three copies of your key made. Not at all. <laughs> um, but basically, Susan is like, what is he doing out there? And Julie kind of expresses that he's being very annoying lately. And so Susan opens the window to tell him to go, like, crap off mm-hmm. and zach picks up a handful of pebbles and just chucks them all in susan's face yes there's a bit of a comedy of errors because he doesn't exactly see susan when he does yeah. that but he still fucking just nails susan with the biggest p- 
pile of gravel. Yes. And we pretty quickly cut to inside the house. And Zach He's is in inside. there. inside. I would not let him no. inside. But Julie is, like, putting some eye drops in Susan's face. And, and Zach is just pleading for mm-hmm. Julie to talk to him. Because she's been avoiding his calls. Yes. And Julie is like, maybe we should cool it. Yeah. And he is very upset about that. But when he storms away, Julie kind of, like, lets out a breath and is like, thank God. Thanks, Mom. Like, I've been trying to think of an (laughs) excuse for weeks to break up with him. Yeah, because Zach was like, I don't understand why you don't like me. And Susan was like, maybe because you blinded her mom. (laughs) You an asshole. Yeah. Uh, And then the Mary Alice isn't isn't the button where Mary Alice is like, Susan takes her her victories where she found them. Yeah, so she was able to be a good mom for Julie in that moment by getting rid of her creepy-ass boyfriend. And then, oh, oh, no, please. No, and then it's Wisteria Lane at springtime. I tr- truly wrote in my notes that the lane looks beautiful here. It's super pretty. It, it, like, the coloring is reminiscent of, like, the early couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, very vibrant and colorful, and I just thought it was beautiful, and yeah, I just wanted I did, to say that. I did write, it looks so pretty, Heike, all the flowers and butterflies yeah. and happy people. Hee <laughs> hee. And then we see George. Mm-hmm. It kind of cuts away from Wisteria Lane to like a, I guess an what is it, an orchid market? Yeah, like I a guess. flower market. Like, yeah, flower. And we see George for the first time in like a zillion fucking yeah. years. And guess who else happens to be at this orchid market? Brex. Brex. The fucking <laughs> my 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 bones when George looks at Rex and is like, "How's your health, Rex?" I shat my pants. I How's shat my going? little pants. Yeah, George. I'm just gonna say, is. and I, I don't think this is a good thing necessarily, but George had such a backbone in this episode. Yeah. Like he was like, I don't know. He just felt very direct and mm-hmm. angry in a way which we hadn't seen him, and like very like confident talking to rex i feel like it's because we only see him talking to brie and with brie he's a very different person yeah than who he actually is yeah i don't <laughs> know i just so was i was shocked and impressed to see how like cutting he was yeah. with rex i was like geez okay Re- george and how brie just doesn't acknowledge it Bree's like this is normal <laughs> yeah um but basically like he's being very creepy and very direct with like clearly he knows what's up with rex mm-hmm. i don't understand neither one of them i don't know yeah pointed out and he asks uh for both of them to join him at a bonsai exhibit yeah which is fucking hilarious and uh brie is based because like rex is unhappy about this and he's like he's trying to ask you out and all this other crap he's mm-hmm. try- trying to get close to you and she's like no we're just friends yeah and and Re- and, and george is like oh, are you uh threatened by me and rex is like no (laughs) and then they have this very they all start walking together and brie puts her arms around both men this is where i wrote this is brie and her two husbands brie and her two her two husbands one of which is gay i wrote down a line Mm-hmm. That like, cause they start doing an allegory about like weeds, right? And, and, and like and beautiful Rex, flowers. And that's clearly Brie. Yeah. yeah. And Rex is like, there's weeds, and like sometimes it's just so hard to pull them, you know. Mm-hmm. And the fucking boldness that George has, and he looks Rex in the eye and is like, anything you can get rid of anything with chemicals. Wild. It's just like save yourself, Rex. <laughs> Rex, please. I never thought I would be here, but Rex, please. I, I never intended to like Rex, but as we talked about last episode, he's an ally. He's becoming very down to earth, mm-hmm. um, and I think that he's just picking up on some vibes about George that Bree is just completely ignoring because she's desperate for like 
a friend a true friend because like george does enjoy the things she enjoys if he wasn't cuckoo bananas they could probably actually be really good friends because like you know you need those friends like if your partner is your partner doesn't have to be into every interest you have Mm -hmm. so it's nice to have friends that are into those interests so you have people to talk about about bonsai trees or whatever the fuck she wants to talk about so like i understand her yearning for a friend but she's so desperate for it desperate (gasps) (laughs) that she's ignoring the crazy red flags (laughs) um yes and then we cut to after that weird scene we cut to gabby and she's looking at brand new cars to brand buy. Brand new Maseratis? Because I guess they're over their poor face. I mean, did they get the, the settlement, I guess, from the hospital? I guess. I, I don't know. I, it might be implied. Because, like, what was it? I feel like this. it was never well, they explained. Can't, they can't get the settlement until he's in jail. So maybe she's just prepping? I don't know what's going on. I, I don't either. Did you recognize <laughs> this actress? No. Uh, the, the saleswoman, the car saleswoman. You're going to shit your pants, and I'm ready to watch you she do it. in Glee. No. Okay. She's in the original Broadway cast that was filmed of Legally Blonde. She's Brooke Wyndham. Oh, my God. She does Whipped Into Shape. Holy shit. Yeah. I did not notice that. Yeah. She's the original Brooke Wyndham. She was also in a documentary called Every Little Step about the chorus line. Okay. Remake. I'm also a theater kid. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, but she's pretty She's pretty cool. I don't know. I just I know her as Brooke Wyndham in Legally yeah. Blonde because she does that. If, if you're her not. Her abs. Yeah. Her abs, for one. If you're not a theater kid and you don't know what. The wildness that is the whipped into shape number. Please look it up on it YouTube. Is like, it is there. It's like a sprint for yeah for these actors because they have to sing and do like jumping jack choreography. Mm-hmm. She's very cool in it. If you liked her as the Maserati saleswoman <laughs> with three kids, yes, then you like her in that. But basically, Gabby is looking for a new car. I guess she's celebrating Carlos's quote government stated sabbatical <laughs> yeah she tells this woman about the yeah. they're gonna have a barbecue on friday to celebrate like, it's his Carlos go- it's going his, away it's yeah. going away party yeah i guess it's like trying to make light of the situation like give carlos one last hurrah before he goes to prison <laughs> i guess i don't it's just very funny that she's just telling this lady everything and the woman is like you know a saleswoman so she's trying not to react like that's fucking weird dude yeah. but she's definitely like giving gabby some weird eyes which i found funny and gabby gets in the maserati the woman says it's like real leather or like something? rams leather with oh, some yeah. weird fucking shit and gabby starts getting really nauseous yeah and she throws up in the car she fucking barfs everywhere yeah and basically the random lady tells her like oh yeah i used to do that all the time when i was pregnant too and gabby's like what do you mean i'm not pregnant i'm not pregnant i'm not pregnant i actually did like the line when the woman was like because gabby was like oh i'm so nauseous lately the woman's like oh are your titties sore and your back hurts yeah and then i liked the interaction where she goes oh has it been going around and then the woman goes only for centuries i thought that was a pretty funny like Little yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was good. I like the writing of this episode a lot. Um, so I enjoyed that. Yeah. But uh Gabby gets really offended. Yeah, and she like reassures <laughs> her, she's like, I'm on the pill, so uh get me a new car. <laughs> <laughs> but not the one I threw up in. No, because that one has throw up in it. <laughs> I would have been like, No, you threw up in this. Buy buy yeah. this car you threw up in. And it's rich people, who uh, knows? Rich people. Cut to <laughs> Tom's office. Lynette is bringing Tom, like, something he forgot. 
And there's a super hot lady named mm. Annabelle Foster who does a slow motion hair flip and is like, oh, hey, Lynette. <laughs> and Mary Alice then narrates this sort of flashback series where we see that Annabelle was a woman Tom was dating before he met Lynette Lindquist. I love Holy that last fuck. name. That's a great last yeah. name. Um, and he thought he wasn't the Marion type. So they were just hooking up at the office. Mm-hmm. The second he started hooking up with Lynette, he's like, he man. Started, he was cheating on, on her uh, with, Annabelle Lynette with Lynette and yeah. was like, whoa, maybe I do want to marry people. And a bitter Annabelle went back to Chicago or so Lynette thought. <gasps> she's back. She's back, baby. And we find out that she's been back for three months and Tom did not say anything. Maybe this is the thing he said he did. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, But basically, yeah, like Tom never said anything about her being back for three months. That's kind of fucked up. Yes. <laughs> yeah and then we we can get more into it more in the scene where they mm-hmm. confront each other about it but like this is the thing is with tom in this episode i like i actually thought the scenes with tom and lynette were really well written even if i was upset by yeah. the by the content does that make sense yeah. like i hate that he does this but i actually thought it they were really well written scenes so yeah. i was like hmm interesting yeah but yeah he uh and Lynette looks very shocked, but isn't going to cause a scene at the office. Mm-mm. She's like, I'll see you at home where I will be ripping you a new asshole. And then we cut to Paul and Edie. Paul asks her, like, she's on site for building her house. And still. Yes, yeah, still. <laughs> where is she it's staying? It's been so fucking long. And, and uh, they've only put up the fucking, like, the it's found, like, the not foundation. even the base foundations. Like, it, there's not even a skeleton of a house. Every time they go over there, they've only put, like, a couple of two by fours <laughs> yeah. up. And it's been months. Yes. They would have built a house in these months. Because her house burned down in the pilot, yeah. right? And, oh, oh my God, Because the ending Liz. of the pilot is everybody, like, standing outside. Liz, it what? burned down in the fucking pilot. And... And it's and as we know, it stayed pretty close to real time. Wasn't so Valentine's Day six months after Mary Alice killed herself? Yes, it, <laughs> it's literally <laughs> been like ha- it's been over half it's a been year. Like, you know, it's probably been like a year at this okay, point. Well, okay, it did take time for her to get her check. That was the big thing. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was taking a long time for her check to hit. But that still hit at least like four months ago, four yeah. or five months ago, in the show's time. Yeah. And they've only put up, they've only put down, like, the concrete foundation and a couple of beams. Oh, my God. Edie's never, Edie, it's going to be season seven and Edie's house is finally built. Edie will get her house finally built on her deathbed. (laughs) (laughs) She'll Um, be 97. They'll be nailing in the last shingle and and they'll be like, we're ready. And she takes her last breath. The final nail will be like put into place. And then a spark from the nail happens. It hits it the bottom and it burns the house down. Jesus and Christ. Cremates Edie while she's in it. Um, um, thank you to, uh, yes, we are writing season nine. That yes, was, that's yes. what's happening in season nine. <laughs> it's a comic series. Comic series. Um, <laughs> where were we at? <laughs> we're basically, uh, Paul asks uh, Edie why she was really in his house that one night because he knows. Which was three weeks ago? Yeah. He knows it wasn't for a hookup a hookup um yeah. because like some of his stuff was like messed up and Edie fucking out season she's well, like yeah. i don't give a fuck she's like 
listen, she w- kept talking about Angela and dead babies and blackmail notes. And I, my next note is, Edia, I can't believe you just killed Susan. <laughs> <laughs> well, he threatened to call the police. Yeah. And she, and I mean, honestly, I feel like that tracks for Edie's character that she's not going to risk getting arrested or getting in trouble mm-hmm. to protect Susan, who she doesn't really like. Yeah. Um, deep down, even though they're girlfriends. Um, I wrote handsome Mike is eavesdropping. He yeah. looked pretty hot in the scene. He was he very handsome. handsome. And yeah, after that happens, Paul's, Paul's like, cool, thanks. And Mike walks up and is like, what the fuck's up with Paul, Edie? And Edie tells him basically. Yeah. I'm Edie like, doesn't Edie care doesn't, about anything. She doesn't hide information, yeah. which I greatly enjoy. And so she's like, yeah, like Paul wanted to know about some shit. We broke into his house. Uh, but whatever. It was Susan's fault. Yeah. And then we cut to Susan at a coffee shop. <laughs> My favorite thing in TV shows is when we see a set we've never seen before mm. and we'll never see again. Yes, like the coffee <laughs> shop. Yeah. Um, and basically she gets her little coffee, turns around, sees Mike, and she goes and she sits down. And I have a fun fact. <gasps> the really? The people at the table are all the women from the original Desperate Housewives show from 1923. <laughs> 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 Whoa, Liz. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did they do anything after their that original <laughs> Desperate Housewives production in 1923? Um they just made a they just made a cameo in uh the 2005 They've version. only had they've only had those two credits to their names. <laughs> yes. That's incredible. I can't believe that they were, um, I mean, how old did they have to be to be in 19? I can't believe they were a hundred. <laughs> it was like Betty White. I can't believe they're yeah. like a hundred years old. They look wasn't so good. Wasn't Betty White born in, in t- like 1929 or something? I know she was born before sliced oh, bread. Oh, but they were all, they were all women thing, though in 1923. So yes, they yeah, were about a hundred. They, they were babies <laughs> in the original Desperate Housewives. So <laughs> you know, there's baby Looney Tunes. It's like, <laughs> It's like baby desperate housewives. If we don't get that series greenlit by ABC, <laughs> then this whole podcast d- isn't worth it. If we can't get baby desperate housewives I'm greenlit, crying, laughing at my own dumb joke. <laughs> I can confirm that Liz does have tears in their fucking eyes. Face as red as a tomato. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> We should move on before oh. I die. So she's at this coffee shop with the baby with the baby Desperate Housewives cast, and Mike walks in. And so in an attempt to avoid him, she sits down at the table with these women. But Mike immediately is like, uh, "Hey, Susan. hey, Susan," and he basically is like, "Hey, I know about the break in. Edie told me and Paul. So stay away from Paul. He's a dangerous guy." And Susan's yeah. like, "What's up?" And he's like, "I can't tell you, but just." Don't mess with them, okay? And they just clearly miss each other so yeah. much. I just want them to fucking get together. Yeah. Like, why are you? We're gonna have to apart? wait till the last episode of the season. And even yeah. then, season two, my prediction is that they're gonna have to like break up again or something. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you gotta save your predictions. I know. For the, I know. Um, the season one wrap up. Yeah, you're doing. right. You're right. Ugh. But that's basically that scene. Yeah, and then we cut to Rex. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my note is Rex wants to date George. (laughs) I don't know why I wrote that. I don't know either. I don't know why I wrote that. Oh my god. Oh, it's because he's been thinking about the pharmacist. Because he's like, I've been thinking about the pharmacist, Brie. I'm I'm thinking I want to see what this Andrew shit's all about. I think I want to kiss some boys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But basically, 
through this scene, we find out that Rex is somehow now the only sane person in this show because he's warning Brie and he's like, listen, like, I want to switch pharmacies, Brie. Like, I don't trust George and I don't think you should hang out with him and like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Brie keeps trying to sort of relent and be like, I really want a friend. Like, Mm -hmm. I really need someone who likes my interests. And he's like, he's in love with you. And you may think that's ridiculous, but like. I see the way he trembles when you touch him and I see the way he looks at you. And I think that like that makes Brie realize, oh, maybe he is right. Maybe he is in love with me. And like part of the end of the scene is her being like, do you still tremble when you touch me? (laughs) And he's like, "Uh, no, we've been married for 18 years. (laughs) And which is just like, I think, I think that's also why she likes hanging out with George because she likes being around someone who's very invested. You want to feel wanted by somebody. It's like, it's just normal to feel like it's cool that someone wants you. I don't know. Like, yeah. So I I understand it. It does suck because I am worried about George. Um, But she does, I think, agree at the end of the scene. Or at least we get the impression, and we will then see, she's going to agree to sort of go maybe break things off with George and switch pharmacies to respect her husband's wishes, which, mm-hmm. you know, normally I wouldn't completely encourage that, but Rex is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Rex is right. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then we cut to the pharmacy. The pharmacy. Gabby just has a pregnancy test and is yeah. inquiring to uh, the one of the, like the, the workers. Ginger. There, Ginger. Mm-hmm. Um, being like, is this one good? Is this a good test? <laughs> They're all the same. Basically. Yeah, you can get one from the dollar store. It works Truly, the same. it does not matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and. Um, oh, no, please. Yeah. The lady tells her she can't use the bathroom. Yeah. But then George is like comes up and is like yeah go use the bathroom and And then then when gabby leaves george flips a switch and is like i told you not to be rude to the freaking customers ginger what are you doing here do you want to get fired (laughs) i gotta love ginger (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm gonna toss her in the bucket for lesbian of the episode oh yeah only because of the haircut kind of reminds me of when my my lesbian mom had and also her not giving a shit about george i kind of loved yeah i i also wrote ginger for lesbian of the episode nom i just thought she was fun i don't know she just felt gay to me um <laughs> i just like how dead-eyed she was the entire time yes um but george flips another switch when brie walks up mm-hmm. and brie basically is in and she tells him that rex thinks he's in love with her why would you say that because she's wild <laughs> and george brie. is like I- i'm i'm not in love with you i have a girlfriend and it's ginger <laughs> and she lives in canada and she's a woman and she's a a model she's a model (laughs) and and she she lives just really far away and she cannot facetime no 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 no. and like sometimes she asks me to send her uh just a couple hundred dollars uh but it's fine it's It's totally fine fine. (laughs) that's my girlfriend brie that's my girlfriend who's a girl and my friend and my friend but more importantly my girlfriend like a girlfriend who i'm in love with we have so much sex it's like not in person so it's like super it's like dirty kinky nasty sex sex yeah we have so much of that kinky kinky, dirty nasty (laughs) sex wet behind our store and (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah he says he's dating ginger and then and sort of in the bit earlier it's kind of planted where he's like, you need to start smiling more mm-hmm. at people, which what a what a great thing to tell a lady. Um, so when they look over at Ginger, she smiles and then Bree's immediately like, well, that smile must mean she's in love. God. <laughs> and she invites uh, 
Them Gen- to the barbecue. Yes, I was like, where's my brain? Um, and, and she thinks that if Rex sees George with another woman, that he will not be as threatened by George. Yeah. And then at the end of the scene, Gabby comes out and just walks out of the she store. She kicks the, the door. She goes, son of a bitch! And like <laughs> kicks the fucking door in. And I thought that was Which very is, funny. I think it's a great way to end the scene. Also, she did not pay for that pregnancy she test. Didn't. She pissed all over it and just left it in the fucking <laughs> employee bathroom. I she just bathroom. threw it on the ground. <laughs> Ginger walks in later and just smiles. Just piss all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby didn't know how to aim. And she just She's never used a public bathroom. So she doesn't know how to do it. Did you ever see that? This is so weird. We can cut this. Did you ever see the movie Daddy Daycare? Yes. You know the part where the kid pisses all over the yes. room and Eddie Murphy opens the door and looks horrified? That's Ginger coming yeah. in and seeing that Gabby somehow pissed on the ceiling on every wall. Gabby just climbed the wall. <laughs> Gabby just pissed on every surface in the bathroom. Jesus. And then after that, we cut to Tom and Lynette. <laughs> And basically, Sorry, like, I laugh. Lynette looked like a movie villain. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom is basically like very, very defensive in mm-hmm. this scene. He's saying that like he didn't tell her because he would knew how she would react, and <sighs> yeah, I was just helping her out. I just want to be a good guy. And like Lynette, point blank, is like, "Do you still have feelings for her?" And he avoids the he fucking doesn't question. He, why not just say no? Even if you're lying, why not just say he, no, dude? He literally avoids every single question that she asks him. It's so sus. Like truly, like I cannot believe. Even if you're lying, why he didn't say no? Like, I I was shocked. I I continue to be shocked that spoiler about the episode didn't end in like a, ch- a cheating thing yeah because like it's it's seriously in this scene it feels like he does have feelings for maybe her he, maybe the thing he did was he was cheating on her for three months <sighs> also maybe i'm really worried about it like i, I could not well, that was the thing that got me when she said yeah. do you have feelings for her and he just walked off i was like what the fuck dude that was why and i like tom the thing is i like i want to like him but he, then he's good for like five episodes and then he randomly pulls some shit with lynette and i'm like come on dude i know why he stomped off why he had to change his diaper <laughs> <laughs> tom had to change his little baby diaper <laughs> yeah he, because he he's peed. a little piss he's, baby yeah yeah i i could not believe that that was said and lynette is like i don't want you to work with her get her transferred yeah because like she brings up the travel job that like he had earlier that was a good callback actually this writer did a good job actually i actually Mm -hmm. really enjoyed the structure of this episode and the writing i was very impressed by this episode and that yeah there's a lot of good callbacks and basically tom is like no i'm not gonna do that and lynette says if you don't do it i'm gonna ruin your work life i'm gonna bring the kids in all the time i'm gonna come in all the time i'm gonna embarrass you i'm gonna ruin your work life and he's like oh god he just gets so fucking mad he puts he digs his fucking heels in and he says i'll get you a parking spot because she's staying yeah and i cannot believe i cannot believe he's risking his marriage risking his marriage for this woman and that this is the hill he's gonna die on of all the hills in your marriage you're gonna die on this one it's a it's Um, a little that's what makes me think he's gotta be cheating that's what i'm saying because it's like um, maybe lynette wouldn't threaten to try to ruin your work life if you said you didn't have feelings for her (laughs) like truly like i said even if you're lying even if you do have feelings just fucking deny it i don't know i'm not trying to like encourage (laughs) cheating if that's what he's doing but i just you're not being smart no. about it, Tom. I don't know. I just, I, I can't believe that he's digging his heels in so yeah. much. He's like digging his own grave. Yeah. 
and well oh the later scene we gotta yeah. talk about it it's gonna get even more intense so but for now <laughs> yeah buckle your seatbelts. but for now we cut to zach uh and basically, he leaves. He like gives Susan a gift for throwing gravel in her face because I he's thought like, that they were supposed to be for Julie, and he maybe was yeah. pulling a story out of his ass. But no, he genuinely wanted yeah. them to for Susan because he's like, listen, since we're gonna be, he doesn't say this, but since we're gonna be uh, in laws one day, uh, I want to, I want to be friends. Yeah, because like he's like, I want to be friends with you, and Susan point blank is like, that's not gonna happen. Remember when you screamed all over my house and tipped over like it threw a table I've been the craziest boy of all time yeah and, and he literally is like for julie's sake her boyfriend and her mom got to get along and i'm like oh he's one of those boys yeah. he's been broken he's been like repeatedly broken up with yeah. by julie and he's just not getting it in his no. fucking head and but it, it kind of gets in his head when susan goes she doesn't want anything to do with you and he starts getting crazy boy again mm-hmm. much like we saw in the kitchen that night yeah He's unhinged, dude. <laughs> but then Paul screams from across the street for him yeah. to come back. That was he, spooky. That was spooktastic. Oh, my God. And, yeah, he, like, you know, he starts yelling at Susan. And, and, and Paul, you know, screams at him to come back. And the Tillmeister is clocking all of yeah. it. She's eyes wide. And then we get a flashback. And, oh, Mackenzie, you were in the other room when I was watching this episode. Hallelujah. And I screamed. You heard me scream. I heard you scream, and I knew what was happening. <laughs> because we got a flashback. We got the hoops the back. Hoops. I, <laughs> I love her. I love her. It's so good. It's basically a flashback with the hoops and the Tillmeister. Yes. And the hoops is being like... Clearly, she was visiting the Tillmeister, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And she's like, you know Mary Alice? And the Tillmeister's like, that's not Mary Alice. That's this girl Angela I used to work with. You know, she was a very disturbed... Or she worked with a very disturbed woman mm-hmm. who had a baby. And then, like, a year later, the dad disappeared. So, like, you know, Mary Alice did what... Or, like, Angela did what she had to do. And the Hoobs is like, she, s- she stole a baby? And Tillmeister's like... I don't know. Yeah. I think she sort of says she didn't like know for sure, but she had always hoped in her heart that Mary, that Angela gave that baby a better life. Yeah. Because she sort of, she sort of is a little like, you know, for someone who worked at a rehabilitation center, very gross towards um, someone with a drug problem. Cause she's like, she was a drug addict, Martha. This had to be like pretty soon, like before Mary Alice killed herself. Like, because, like, think about, like, I know what you did. That's probably what that was about. Which is wild. Which is how she found out. You know what's wild? I had this thought during the episode, forgot about it, and then you just brought it up. I remember thinking that it's wild to me that the note was probably about the stealing of the baby. Yeah. And not... The killing. The killing of this woman who... All the signs... I don't want to do spoilers, but, like, all signs are pointing to it being Deidre, clearly. Yeah. And, like... It's very interesting that clearly Mary Alice assumed it was about the fact that they, like, killed somebody, but it was just about the baby? I don't yeah. know. It's just very interesting that, like, there was even knowledge that the Hooves didn't necessarily have when yeah. she made that note. Like, because it was mostly about just the baby, not not even about the other bad things that they Did had the done. Did the Hooves eventually find out that she killed, that, like, they killed someone? Because I feel like there was a confrontation scene where the Hooves was like, to Paul, you killed someone. Maybe not. Oh, no, it was just I know what you did last summer. <laughs> yeah, that was that. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I just I thought that was interesting. I may yeah. be wrong, but. 
Yeah. I just was like, hmm, I wonder if the hoops didn't even know. Listen, it's been like 20 weeks. So it's, it's okay so if we don't remember. Long. Um, and then we cut to after the wonderful flashback. Lynette and Angela? What's her name? The woman. Oh, I, I thought you meant like Mary Alice. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> I was no. like, uh, what? Oh, Annabelle. No, Angela, Annabelle. So something in my notes is everybody here, I just assume, really knows that I'm bad with names at this point. After I wrote Annabelle the first time, I could not for the life of me remember her name throughout the rest of the sh- like the episode, mm-hmm. even though they've said it a few times. Yes. So I just, I'm sorry. I forgot her <laughs> name. Um, but yes, we cut to Lynette and Annabelle. And uh, Annabelle wants to fuck Lynette. And I'll just put that out there. <laughs> I agree. Lin- I mean, Lynette walked in in, a, in in an intentionally sexy dress. Yes, and I, Annabelle was like, was like, like, po- like it's supposed to be like a power move, lunch. I think. Just yeah, does. I I didn't write this down, but I thought lesbian of the episode, Annabelle trying to be Lynette and Tom's third. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What if they just open their marriage up to Annabelle? That could solve everything. I don't know. <laughs> Lynette is afraid. So we have two nominees. Is it just Annabelle or is it both of them? I lo- I don't know. I think just maybe just Annabelle. Annabelle. So Annabelle and Ginger are now our nominees. Yeah. I kind of think Annabelle because you're like fi- the you're vibes. Vibing. Yeah, she was giving some vibes, especially when she did the first like turn around yeah. and the, like hi Lynette. Uh, and know. it might just be her trying to be a bitch, but it came off as sexy. Yes, I don't think Annabelle's coming off as a bitch. I like that. Maybe I miss. I think it. she's coming off as someone who has fucked Tom. Yeah. Um, I think she is definitely. I think in the later scene, it's more obvious. I think she is trying to ruffle feathers a bit. Okay. I don't know. I think it's... I, this I, episode, I, need, I don't see yeah, it. Yeah, I need to see more of her, for because sure. Because also, like, when Lynette, like... Is she in other episodes? Lynette is like, hey, you need to back off Tom. And Annabelle's like, listen, I'm not looking to break up a happy marriage. Yeah, that, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I feel like she is sort of yeah, poking a bit. Okay, she's going to be in other episodes. So she's going to be... I looked up. She's going to be in two more episodes. Okay. So hopefully we'll get a bit more of her. And we can see the vibes. But yeah. I, yeah. I think she's definitely. I, don't I know. think she's just like. I think she sees that Lynette is threatened by her. And yeah. I think she's kind of enjoying it a bit. Because. Does that make Lynette sense? is the one who like broke up her relationship. Exactly. So, so she I probably. Even if she is like over the relationship. Which I don't know. Because like she's in two more episodes. Yeah. Like it could just be that she's just like always going to be kind of like pissed. I'd be, yeah. I'd be a little yeah. better about it too. And like. I don't know. I think she is just sort of enjoying the fact that Lynette is so threatened by her. Yeah. Because she's got, like, I mean, and also, I will say, later Lynette is, like, she's gorgeous, gorgeous body. Mm-hmm. Which. I'm looking. I see it. I see you, Lynette. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I think maybe she's just enjoying watching Lynette squirm because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Lynette stole her boyfriend. So, um, so are we officially naming Annabelle lesbian in the episode? I think so. Okay. Should okay. we? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's our show. We can do whatever oh, we, we can want. We can do whatever the heck we want. Ha 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 ha. And then we cut to Gabby at church. Incredible. Um, and at first I was confused because I was like, I didn't know that we as the audience knew that Gabby was religious, but then I'm like, of course she's not. She's just talking to the yeah. priest that John talked to at the hospital. And we had yes. that little mini plot point. So he's back after a decent amount of episodes. Yeah. It's cool that he's back. Basically, she just wants to know who to be angry at. Yeah, and and he is kind of upset that she's still uh, shipping the gardener, as I put in my notes. Um, and yeah, he says maybe just be thankful for this child, and she's like, "Cool, fuck off." Yeah, <laughs> children are a gift, Gabby. 
the fucking she has line. like a face like after he <laughs> says that the fucking line where she was like you know the pill is 99.9 percent effective and he's like maybe it's that 0.1 percent where god resides i was like get the fuck out of here get out of my face <laughs> get out of here um and that's like a pretty quick scene it's very short yeah because then we cut to Edie and Lynette. My favorite fucking duo, I think. And it's so fucking funny because Lynette goes up to her and is like, listen, you're a predator. I need advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved them interacting when they, after the poker game that one yeah. time. And I loved this scene. I like, I love, it's my two favorite ladies together, I think. And like, <laughs> I wrote like, after the predator, like I need advice stuff. I wrote, Lynette, are you sure you just don't trust Tom? Like, I, I feel like it, it, it's... Yeah. It's not that, like, she's very afraid of this woman. I feel like it would be okay if she didn't trust not trust, husband. like, yeah, if she trusted her husband. Yeah, she, there's there's a big breach of trust there. I, it's, it's probably yeah. just because also, like, one, he avoided the question about having feelings about her. For sure. I'd be and two, yeah. it's probably in her mind that, like, the reason we got together is because you were cheating on someone. And she brings it up later. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I think that it's a, it's, it's an issue with, to- I, I mean, it's, it's such a storyline within, like, with cheating storylines not that tom is cheating as of now that we are aware of as an audience but in terms of like the person being cheated on the wife the girlfriend always blames the other woman when like the the man or the person who is doing the cheating i'm just saying man because we're talking about tom and and a lot of these storylines do revolve around like more heterosexual uh appearing couples like the the man it never gets the blame it's always the other woman when it's like he's making the decision to do this he it mm-hmm. takes two to tango and i'm surprised that she's not examining her relationship with tom more yeah i don't know it, you're she just doesn't trust tom annabelle theoretically hasn't done shit yet and tom is the one who's being sketchy mm-hmm. all that to say i agree with you <laughs> yes <laughs> um and basically, like, the point of this conversation is Edie ultimately tells her, like, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Yeah, befriend this woman. Yeah. And so then we cut to a very quick little thing where Lynette comes home and tells Tom she is thinking about having a dinner party <laughs> and inviting Annabelle. I laughed because she doesn't have, like, it's just, we'll see later. Yeah, we'll it's see later. We'll talk party. about, like, the, the <laughs> dinner party quote. Um, but then we cut to Zach, and he's, like, still so in love with Julie. Oh, my God. And my life is going to end. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Paul literally is like, listen, you're not special, Zach, which is fucking wild. Wild. And he's like, Julie's special, and you're not, bro. Yeah. Which I agree. I agree. Julie is the most Julie special is girl the in the world. Julie is the most special girl in the whole world. Andrea Bowen. Andrea Bowen. <laughs> Andrea Bowen is the most special girl yes. in the world. <laughs> um, and basically, like, Zach is like, listen, you don't get it. If Julie doesn't love me, nothing matters. I love your Zach impression. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you just really embody the creepy little boy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the <laughs> dinner party yeah. that is just Annabelle. It's just, it's not even a party. They just invited her over for dinner. Yeah. And Tom and Annabelle are, like, vibing so hard and giggling. And Lynette is, like, cleaning the dishes. And the babies come down. And they're like, look at this little picture we made. Mom told us to make it. And Lynette's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That was pretty funny. (laughs) I thought that was a funny bit. Oh, this is where I wrote. I don't even know what she does. But I wrote this moment, Annabelle giving me I want to be your third vibe. This moment is when I wrote Lynette and 
sorry, woman, <laughs> as lesbian of the episode because I couldn't remember Annabelle. I don't remember what they do, but I I love how we both noted the moment, but I don't remember what the moment is. <laughs> well, I have to like find it and like. <laughs> Apparently, they looked gay in this moment, and we we'll both post felt pictures that. or something <laughs> yeah, on Instagram sure. <laughs> later. But um, I think that's kind of it for now. Yeah, because then yeah. we cut to our favorite couple. God, Jesus. Paul and Susan. They dance to dust in the wind. They're <laughs> and, fucking You know, like I've missed them because they're so cute together. Oh, um, and basically, he walks up to her and is like, hey, what do you want to know about Angela? And then it cuts to inside yeah. Susan's house, right? I think it was his house, oh, actually. Okay. They're inside a house. They're inside, uh, <laughs> they're, inside, they're inside someone's house. They're inside Bree's house. <laughs> and he's basically lying his ass off and yep. saying that Angela was uh, Mary Alice's aunt who raised her. And they got into a really bad fight once. So she changed her name. And, and like, see how shockingly simple it is, yeah. Susan? And Susan is like, okay, that's okay. Um, well, I would still like to see the tape that was marked Angela. And he's like, it was thrown out. <laughs> I, uh, I, I I burned it in a fire. Yeah. I don't want to think about my wife ever again. Sorry. Yeah, um, all memories of my 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 my, my uh, wife. That's what she was. Uh, all memories. See, I don't even kind of remember <laughs> yeah. who she was to me. Uh, all memories of her bef- before she was Mary Alice just are kind of gone. They're just gone. Wild, wild, I don't know wild. Why, uh, I don't know why that's weird. <laughs> um, and then we cut back to the dinner party. <laughs> And oh god, it's Peterson. Yeah, I love <laughs> they call this guy by his last name. They're like, yeah. oh, Peterson's on the line. Like, it's a very funny. Like, this is how corporate America yeah. works. I think it's very funny. Basically, Annabelle goes to take uh, a, phone phone call. a phone call, and Tom and Lynette get into oh, a this high fucking <laughs> scene. He. Tom says he's insulted. Yeah, and I my my notes are it's an insult to you, a bunch <laughs> of question marks, and he's like, you gotta stop being so insecure, Lynette. And Loudly. I wrote all caps insecure and a bunch of question marks. I wrote, marks. I wrote, <laughs> like how we wrote, I said he yells and asks if he's ever given her reason to doubt him, and in all caps, I wrote, yeah, with the nanny. Yeah. He wanted to fuck the nanny so bad that yeah. they had to fire her. That's. <laughs> And basically, like, Lena is like, listen, anyone is capable of anything. Yes. And and then she brings up what you said. Yes. You cheated on her with me. It's a pattern of behavior, bro. And I actually, I, I feel similarly in that Lynette, way. it makes me sick <laughs> <laughs> that you, that you would, that you would do this. It was so harsh. The language he used was so harsh. The way he ends the fight where he's Ooh. like... How long till you drive me out of this marriage just to prove you're right? I thought that was a very well-written line, but yeah. it also, my little jaw dropped. I could not yes. believe Tom's... Like, where did Tom's backbone come from? I don't know. Like, truly, he's been such a little noodle man for, like, all <laughs> these episodes. Just a wet noodle man. Just a little wet noodle man. Like, but he is really digging his heels in. I was yeah. shocked by this Tom scene. I, I couldn't believe it. And then, and yeah, Lynette is that i don't think i've ever seen lynette to be like speechless yeah she's so strong you know what i mean and she's so like direct and like doesn't back down i've never seen her take a hit so hard it made me really fucking sad yeah i just i like lynette yeah lynette's it sucks Remember when we loved, loved, loved Lynette at the beginning of the podcast? I still feel that way. Yeah, I still She's love little her. little queen. Yeah. Little goddess Lynette. My little goddess Lynette. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we... Oh, no. And then Annabelle comes out. 
and says that uh they gotta peterson. pull it all yeah peterson like they gotta pull an all-nighter wild uh and Tom was like, well, I can't drive because I've been drinking. And so Annabelle's like, I haven't been drinking. Let's go. I'll deliver him back to you, Lynette. And I was like, bitch. Like, that was pointed. Yeah. Uh, Annabelle Foster, Miss Steal Your Man. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to a prison going away party. And I just want to say Edie in the shades <laughs> with the outfit with her margarita. fit. We got to put it on the Fit Watch. The fit Watch on our Instagram. The Fit was there. Edie and the Tills were really great. I just wrote Gilfie because she's there, but she's not doing anything. Oh, Sophie? Yeah. <laughs> Gilfie. She's calling her Gilfie now. Yeah. I like how the only other thing she's done this episode we didn't even touch on because it was so, like, pointless. Pointless was her hanging up the beads in the living room and being like, Susie, do you like the beads? <laughs> <laughs> I love how they were like, we're going to get this up famous famous academy award nominated actress and, and then she's, she's gonna, gonna do, do nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um and basically like but yeah Edie's so good with her i look. love we her. got i cannot wait to drink a margarita with you mackenzie anyway oh yes i'll stop saying it <laughs> i'm sorry if it's annoying zach arrives in a full fucking suit a full beige suit where even the adults are not wearing suits because it's a, it's a casual barbecue. Just a barbecue, yeah. BBQ. Oh, my God. I thought Zach in a full suit was fucking hilarious. Um, and then George and Ginger come in, and we find out that he made her skip her gay cousin's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm assuming the cousin's gay yeah. because he makes the comment that it's not a wedding. It's a commitment ceremony. Yeah. And then I wrote, wow, do you remember pre-gay marriage yeah. being legal? We may go back to it. <laughs> Sorry oh. to bring that in. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I just, I just think that's very funny that this was bef- well before gay marriage was legal. And he was like, it's not a wedding. It's a commitment ceremony. Yeah. Uh, and then Zach tries to go up to Julie and he's like trying to hang out and he brings her two hot dogs with like a fuck ton of mustard and relish on It was like the grossest looking hot <laughs> yeah. dogs I've ever seen. I mean, I love s- some mustard, but that was uh, just that was a drenched. lot. That was fucking, it was like, oops, all mustard. <laughs> oh, also Gabby, we missed, she kind of saw herself upstairs because she's nauseous. Oh, yes. So that's happening. And yes. she's upstairs trying not to puke. Yes. But that's basically all that mm-hmm. she's doing. But basically, Julie fucking tells him off and she's like, leave me alone. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be with you. I don't you. want you. And he for you. maybe gets it. He finally leaves <laughs> her alone. And he walks off. I don't think we see him again in the episode. Do, do no, we? I don't think yeah. so. Not in like not like with Julie, but yeah. Uh, and then we go back upstairs. So we get these little moments of Gabby being nauseous. But now we see her upstairs she thinks about drinking some alcohol and then pours it out. Yeah. And starts hitting her birth control in anger. And in like her fit of rage, like she smashes the birth control like out of the Open, thing. Yeah. And she sees that it's been very obviously tampered with. I love how Carlos was like fucking using like tweezers and yeah. shit and glue and then it was still very obviously tampered with. And sh- she knows immediately it was Carlos. Yeah. What a bad marriage there is. What a bad marriage. Get a divorce. Get a divorce challenge. Gabby, get a Gabby, divorce challenge. Marry someone else for the money. Marry someone old so he can die. Marry me, Gabby. Yeah, because you're like, what, 93? Yeah. Cool. Uh, about to be 92, about to be 93 in like two weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'll get you something nice. What, do you want like a shower seat? Um, 
I would love that. <laughs> Sorry, I was just reminiscing about how um, I was actually in Baby Desperate Housewives in 1923. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I was just reminiscing on how long it's been. Um, <laughs> uh, that was bad. Uh, then we go back to the party and we get a tiny, tiny moment of Zach seeing Julie hugging. Like, I think a guy that's supposed to be their age, but he looked like he was... 30 yeah <laughs> uh, but zach is jealous little little baby mm-hmm. and then rex sees george and he's mad he's angry and he just starts going off and he's like what are you doing here we told he, you to keep your distance get out of here yeah listen Bree. he crashed the party Oh, I was chanting. They were so like Bree and George were standing on the edge of the pool. <sighs> and this whole time that Rex was going off, I was like, "Please push, push him push, in, push him in." And and since our our boy directed this, Jeff Melman said, "Someone's got a fucking fly in <laughs> yeah. this episode, and it's gonna be them." Yeah, literally, I wrote classic Jeff Melman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they went, yeah, because because Rex is like. One, I did love Ginger stuffing her fucking face with yeah. like, tortilla chips. But then Rex is like, fuck this guy. Pushes him in the pool. And George, like, grabs onto Brie yeah, and rips like, her in with if him. If you're going, I'm going down. You're going down with me, Brie. I, <laughs> I want to, Brie, I want to get wet with you. Brie, I want to get you wet, Brie. I want to get you wet, Brie. <laughs> I'm me sorry. at Brie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Me at Brie. Um, I would have sex with Brie. Uh, <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> That's, That's the, the joke. It's <laughs> very real. Marsha Cross, call me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then Gabby comes. Up. So they're hitting the pool. I love all these like quick yes. things. Um, it leads to my favorite gift that I use on our Twitter account all the time. Um, so they push the guy in the pool. And then Gabby comes out, screams that she's pregnant and knows Carlos did it and slaps the shit out of Carlos and then runs away. Carlos looks happy, which yeah. is annoying. Yes. And then Susan follows Gabby. And I think it's kind of like Susan doesn't really have to a lot to do this episode. Like she had the one conversation with Paul. Yeah, and that's about she's really it. Just chilling. And I feel like the beginning narration that we got for Susan is just so she could have this conversation with Gabby. I feel like there was a little bit more. Oh no, I yeah. mean, I guess we had some stuff to do with like with Julie and with in the Paul, very yeah. beginning. I f- maybe it's just because it was so sporadic. Yeah, like this it, was one of those episodes that had those short little clippy yeah. scenes. Maybe it just didn't connect with me until right now Until just now um that's why we're together Liz. that's why we're because you complete me i love you so much oh you fucking do <laughs> um but basically susan follows gabby and they start having this like conversation and gabby's like listen i don't know who the father is and susan oh. is like you are still sleeping with the boy especially when she told all of her friends she was done with mm-hmm. that and well only susan knew Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. I forgot none of the other women found out. Yeah. That's some juicy goss. I hope. Yeah. I wonder if the other ladies are going to find out. I They've got to if she's they pregnant. Gotta. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah, Susan was like shocked. And and the advice she gives is advice I feel like I've heard a lot as well. Being like, you can't, you know, imagine your life. You can't imagine being a mom. But then the second you like have your baby, you can't imagine life without them. Yeah. But before they can keep talking. Fucking another gut punch. Susan's kitchen blows the ah! fuck up wild i at first thought zach did it i did see, i mean 
we don't have confirmation we don't have confirmation who did it there's a very pointed look like when the fire is out and yeah they go back they go back it thankfully didn't spread to the house yeah it's just the kitchen yeah and like there's a very like pointed look that susan has with paul across the street so maybe insinuating that he did it i mean yeah signs point to him feel like I don't know. I was just so scared that Zach did it. I mean, I think that they both, if we're, if we're playing the real Scooby-Doo game, I think that both could have very well been um, implicated because they were the two that came to the party last. Yeah. You know what I mean? Other than George, and I don't think George would have a reason to do that. Um, they did come to the party later than everybody else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, I think either one of them could have been the person to do it. Yeah. And after that little thing. Oh, yeah. And there's a bit with Sophie, too, where mm-hmm. the, the the firefighter says the reasoning why the, it blew up is because the, ga- the stove gas yeah. was turned on and a candle was left lit next to it. And Susan's like, we don't burn candles during the day. Sophie says she did burn one, but she's pretty sure she blew it out. So Susan is worried that her mom might have done it before. You know, and then but, but then she Paul. makes the eye contact. Yeah. But like there's so there's a moment where they try to kind of hint that maybe Sophie just did it by accident. But um. Yeah, so it was a candle burning. Um, my next note is wrong because I just <laughs> I wrote Brie apologizing to Brie. Um, <laughs> she apologizes to herself. Um, but the next scene is basically Brie apologizing to George for what Rex did, being yeah. like, "Wex doesn't want us to be friends." Um, or George says that. Yes. Um, and Brie doesn't give a crap. She's like, "We can be friends in secret." <laughs> yeah it, it's weird it's once again like this fucking episode between tom and now brie it's like these people are choosing other people other meddling individuals over their own marriage in both senses you know what i mean like tom is choosing annabelle over his marriage and now brie is choosing george potentially over her marriage <sighs> i don't know it's weird it's like i like that brie is taking ownership of her own life and being like these are my choices mm-hmm. i want you in my life but also brie he's like creepy zoid boy yeah <sighs> yeah i don't know i'm nervous for whatever's gonna happen with george and then we cut to susan oh this is good yes she is in hiring a pi to l- go look after paul and we find out it's the pi that paul mr shaw yeah it's or mr shaw i thought it said haft on the paper I don't know. I just know his name. He's credited as uh, Mr. Shaw? Shaw. Yeah. Maybe it's Shaw. Maybe I just saw something else. But yeah, it's the it's the PI who's f- actively friends with Paul. So mm-hmm. it's like and oh. has had sex with Edie. I thought you were gonna say and has had sex with Paul. And has had sex with Paul. <laughs> he has sex with everyone. Mr. <laughs> Shaw. Yeah. It's around. Um. Um. I I thought it was so interesting how she was like, "Do you think you could do that?" And he's like, "Oh, for fucking sure." Do you think? I want to know your prediction. Do you think that Mr. Shaw is going to tell Paul or do you think Mr. Shaw is going to take the money and spy on Paul? Don't we know in this season? We might. I don't remember. And we're, we're spoiler free. So we're spoiler free, but I feel like I know, I feel like we see it this season. I feel like that's one thing I remember. I don't remember. Actually, I don't remember at all, which isn't that weird. I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember. I didn't remember a lot of this episode when I was watching it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'm just interested to see like whose side people take, whose money is worth more, I guess, to him. But I thought that was a pretty cool ending. Yeah. I hope that Susan uncovers some shit. Me too. Well, we get a couple different things. In like, the, in the, the final ending, monologue. The monologue yeah. being like, um, 
mistakes like with gabby like mistakes she made in her past not getting caught with like brie and george yes um i love the tillmeister's gnomes she has a couple gnomes she's just like happily gardening um and the last shot is the creepiest fucking thing it is a lighter and then it's zach just like holding and playing with this lighter and then you see that he has a bunch of fucking stalker pictures of julie (laughs) on his uh, wall Uh, do you want to know what i wrote my notes of course i wrote we see a lighter being held by Zach, looking like a little psycho. And he has a shrine of Julie that looks identical to ours. Yes. The shrine you and I, I have Honestly, Julie. it was kind of embarrassing. I was like, wow, they stole our shrine. They stole ours. on the sh- set of the Sprout sh- Yes. Our Julie shrine. We got to get one up. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Baum will we'll never come on the show. Andrea Baum will be like, what the fuck is These wrong with you? fucking wild. Fucking and I weird will not gay go people. anywhere near them. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. See, I feel like that's got to be a red herring. Yeah. That's got to be, like, why would they give it to us that early, like, Zach with a lighter? Also, because we, I mean, I guess you like Yeah, candles. that's probably a red I herring. I just feel like it's got to be a red herring. It I can't think it's Zach. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was just being creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the end of the episode. Yeah. And boy, was it a good one. I actually so really enjoyed good. that episode a lot. Me too. If you want to <laughs> find us on the social medias and keep up with our awesome shit... you can find us on twitter and instagram at desperate dykes or at our website www worldwide web dot (laughs) http http colon slash (laughs) desperatehousedykes.com for all of the cool stuff that we post our episodes more about us as well as our merch page page, oh we love i love our merch so much one day we're gonna get a detective cap we're gonna get a detective cap and i that will be the only hat i wear from now on but yeah we have some really cool our like stuff on there just like the logo we have some stay juicy stuff we have a pillow that says i killed martha hoover which we've never talked about but it was a reference to when edie said i killed martha hoover like like uh, is there gonna be a pillow that says Uh, i killed martha hoover so Um, we have that we have some fun stuff the kinky kinky dirty nasty sex wet that we mentioned in this (laughs) episode lots of fun stuff and if you uh take a photo in your merchandise tag us on twitter and instagram and we Mm -hmm. will put it on our stuff if you go to our instagram we have a little story that you can click and see yeah. us as well as some awesome fans and their merchandise. Yeah. So if you want to get featured on there, just snap a pic and send it over. And send it on over via Insta. Um, if you want to find us personally on social media, you can find me, Liz, on any forms at The Pigeon Wizard. And you can find me on Twitter, McKinsey, at <laughs> McKinsey Wilkes. Yeah. And um, you know what we love, everyone? What do we love? We love little reviews. Little reviewies. Uh, reviews are so good. They make our day. Yes, we you know, love hearing we from you. We love hearing them. They also help people find the show. Yeah. So if you have some time, just like fill out a little review on iTunes. Um, and we usually like to put little questions uh, at you the end little, of every episode. That brain you can, noodles yeah, working. So you can incorporate them into your reviews. You never have to, but no. we like doing it because it's fun. Uh, <laughs> and last week was your fantasy like what do you fantasize oh, you every fantasize day about, about? Yeah. Yeah. um and this week should be what would be your uh blow up moment at the barbecue like what oh, would happen who to would, you? like who would you be confronting yeah like, and why yeah um i would be <laughs> my brain i don't even i would be um pulling Edie aside yeah and being like this tension yeah it can't be here any longer no. 
and then she's gonna be like Mackenzie not here not in public <laughs> Susan's right over there I can't do yeah. this and I'm gonna blow up and I'm gonna scream and be like you told me you loved me last night why why did you do this to me Edie and I'll just scream and run away Holy because shit. Edie is denying that we're having an affair because yeah. she's scared and, like, of our love it might have do you mind if I cut in real no please quick? cut in yeah. I just I just feel like between you and Edie it might have started off as something casual but, but then it's gotten actual deeper. feelings got it's involved. gotten deeper and she's she's refusing to acknowledge it and she's it's, afraid of the commitment it's tearing me apart and so I'm going to confront her about it and when she refuses to talk I will just scream at the yeah. barbecue that she's in love with me and I'll storm off and I'll go light a candle in Susan's apartment <laughs> <laughs> next to her gas stove. <laughs> yes. Um, what would you, who would you confront about what? I think my moment would be, um, I'm like swimming in the pool. I just get out and I'm wet. Yeah. Right. Soaking. Um, and I'm about to like, I've been like flirting with someone on the on the lane. I don't know who it is. Maybe it's Greenberg again. Ida, <laughs> you, you and Ida do have a storyline going on. I forget. Uh, yeah, I think I'm like f- uh, me and Ida <laughs> have been flirting a little bit these past couple weeks, and like I go up to her and like I I, I get her a drink, and I hear not so fast, and I whip my head around. Oh my god. And it's the hooves. <gasps> and she's, she's alive? She, yes, she, she's parting the sea of people. And, like, they're on two separate sides. And she oh walks God. down. She's alive. And she looks the best she's ever looked oh in her entire God. fucking life. I can't she's alive. And she comes up to me. And I'm like, I, I thought you were... I thought you were gone. Yeah. And she goes, no, I faked my death. <gasps> Paul didn't kill me. I just can slow my heartbeat. <laughs> and um she basically she's yelling at me for flirting with someone new but it's not my fault because i thought she was dead she was dead and she can't be blamed she slaps me whoa and she slaps my drink out of my hand oh and uh then she uh, kills Ida Greenberg. Oh, <laughs> what a wild fucking and then barbecue. She just leaves. <laughs> she throws a smoke bomb down <laughs> and she leaves. What a wild fucking barbecue. Oh my yeah. god. So so in your review It's the season finale. It's the season finale. The barbecue lasts three episodes. <laughs> so in your review, if you want to, um, you can tell us who you confronted the barbecue yeah. about what. Or you can just say something nice. Say what you enjoy about the show. Say yeah. things that you want to see in the show truly we just like hearing from you getting yeah. getting reviews or instagram it messages makes our day i was about to say even if you send us a message through social media like through instagram through twitter or our email <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it truly makes our day um during recording we had someone message us and yeah, we had to stop and be happy about it we did Ugh. um and i just want yeah and i don't know yeah just it's just very we nice we love you I'm we so, love like, thank you all for of listening. you that listen <laughs> so truly. awesome I just love that we get to share Desperate Housewives with each other and also with all of you. It just yeah. makes me feel really happy. Like, it's been such, like, joy to do this for the last little bit. Yeah. And I can't wait to keep doing it. I, I love know. this show and I love you. Oh. And I love you, listener, who's Whoa. listening to me. I'm in your ear. And, baby, uh, I want to take things to the next level. Hey, listener. Hey, listener. hey this, is my, this is my turn. Oh, okay. Hey, listener. I want you to buy Coke-branded <laughs> products. 
I'm subliminal messaging you right oh, now. Oh, is this back to Josie this and the Pussycats? This is back to Josie and the Pussycats. It was oh. bad. It didn't make sense. What a and callback to the I beginning of this I'll episode. I will do a better bit next time. <laughs> Thank you. For you, listener, because I love you. Mm. <laughs> will you marry me? <laughs> That's my subliminal messaging <laughs> is asking all of you to marry me. Yes. Um, I think there's just a couple more things to say. What are they, Liz? Let me check... Um, yeah, check check your check the agenda I put together for this episode. Yeah, let me just. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> I gotta get that foley working. Okay. Uh. Oh. Okay. So I think the first thing on the agenda uh, is Mackenzie. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you so much, Liz. I love you too. I love you so much. Uh, to touch to you. To touch you. I love you. I love you. And to everyone else out there, stay juicy. Stay juicy.